welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. Here's the thing I've really come to appreciate the longer I run a business is our ability to be able to simplify things in our lives so that we aren't confronted with overwhelm and decision fatigue all the time, every day, every minute of every waking day, seven days a week. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. One of the things I find the most exhausting about running a business is like the burden of decision making. And when you are running a business, people are looking to you to make decisions and having to make those decisions. Sometimes my friends, (laughs) it's like more than my brain can handle. But one thing I am immensely grateful for is the skill set of like simplifying non-business things. I mean, and simplifying business things, but also simplifying non-business things like morning routines, what you're going to wear and food. And for me, just finished eating lunch. And I swear we've been eating the same thing for lunch for like six weeks. (laughs) Like quite literally, it's going on like months, possible months of like us eating almost exactly the same thing for lunch every single day with a few exceptions here and there. However, it's tasty. And I just love the fact that I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about what's for lunch. I don't have to think about it for tomorrow. I don't even have to think about it for the day after that. I just have to go, do we have the ingredients to make it happen? Yes or no? If no, please pick up the ingredients. If yes, amazing. Seriously, try it out. It's an amazing, amazing hack. I will say it makes me realize that my future as a food blogger probably isn't going to be all that successful, (laughs) not even on my radar of plans, but like, I think like the number of new recipes you'd have to come up with if you wanted to be a food influencer, food blogger, or food content creator would be so infinite. So I will leave that to the people who feel inspired (laughs) by answering the question, what's for lunch? But today, my friends, now that I am rejuvenated, I have had my lunch and I'm ready to talk marketing strategy with you. And we have just literally earlier this morning gone through this exercise in our business. And I thought, hey, this would make such a good podcast episode. I will say, take notes, come back, listen to this as often as you need to. But this concept, this process I'm going to talk you through, for me is always so eye opening. So if you are completely overwhelmed when it comes to marketing, particularly digital marketing, if you almost feel like paralyzed in terms of where should I focus my time and energy? What should I be doing in terms of optimizing my marketing in my business? My friends, this episode is for you. 
So the concept I want to talk you through is the idea of mapping out your customer experience. And customer experience is a term that I think rose into fashion by the world of management consultants, mostly because those guys are really good at putting names to nebulous things. It's what they do for a living. It's why they get paid so much money. But I had a quick Google. So I was like, hey, what is the customer experience and how could we talk this through so that it makes sense to all of us? And I think Oracle has a great definition of it. So your customer experience refers to how a business engages with its customers at every point of their buying journey, from marketing to sales to customer service and everywhere in between. In large part, it's the sum total of all interactions a customer has with your brand. So if we go back to the beginning, the customer experience refers to how a business engages with its customers at every point of their buying journey. That is one of the most important things to remember. You are taking your customers on a journey. Human beings, by definition, do not make decisions, do not make purchases instantaneously. Even in a perfect circumstance of you being absolutely starving and standing in front of a vending machine, your brain is still going to go through an evaluation process. That's the way that humans operate. It flies in the face <laughs> of our immediate desire, like true, absolute wish that our customers would choose our business every single time and that they would immediately say yes, never ask questions, and just buy the thing that we want to sell them. And we want it all to happen instantly, right? This idea that... I just posted to Instagram. Why haven't I been flooded with online orders? Or I just set up a new Google ads campaign. Why are people not landing on my website right now? <laughs> Welcome to being a human being running a business. This concept of thinking about what your customer experiences, what that customer journey is, is so eye-opening. I know for me, there was a time where I spent a lot of time Googling, like, how should we set up our retail shop? And it's super normal. Like, you will see so many blog posts and articles and, like, business advisors talking about purchase behavior and the customer experience within a physical retail shop. I know it's super common for people to talk about whether they're going to turn right or they're going to turn left. And it depends on the country you're in. And it depends on the whole shopping experience. But this idea of... You might have looked up things like retail shop setup, or you might have looked at things like how can I increase the transaction value of my walk-in customers? These are very normal kind of concepts to think about when you have a physical retail shop because it's very visual. You can see it, right? You can literally watch a customer come in and turn right towards the orchids or come in, make a beeline towards the vases or come in and point to a single red rose. It's very easy to comprehend. But this exact same thought process also applies to customers shopping online. And because you can't actually see it, because you can't actually like 
watch your customer over their computer. I mean, you can do some pretty creepy things when it comes to digital marketing. But because we're not with our customer, like being able to watch them do what they do inside of their computer, this whole thought, this whole exercise of taking just 10 minutes and sitting down and mapping out your customer journey, the customer experience, for me, it's so eye-opening. And it's something that I come back to when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling frustrated. So I come back to the data first, and then I start to map out the customer journey. And I will tell you, don't overthink this one and don't spend more than one cup of tea on this exercise. This is not something to over-intellectualize, but instead this is something to really get out of your own brain and into the brain of your ideal customer. So because our industry is going more and more online, we get to take the same thought process, the same strategy that we might apply to setting up our retail shop and setting it up online. And I actually find it so helpful to do this just with a pen and a piece of paper or open a blank Google Doc, whatever your vibe is. But also remember, you can do this from an online experience but you could do this in an offline experience as well. So if you're participating in a bridal show, if you're trying to help the guys at the funeral home figure out how to navigate the flower ordering process, really doesn't actually matter if it is online or offline. What matters is that you take the time to map this out. And for you who's particularly smart and analytical, don't overthink this. <laughs> Truly don't overthink this. So it's so important to remember that we crazy human beings, including your customers, do not make decisions instantly. Your customers will go through a search process. They will go through an evaluation process and the outcome of you sitting down and mapping out your customer journey brings so much clarity in terms of what are the things that actually matter to your customers. Remember, your brain's desire for that dopamine hit, <laughs> for the online order, for the next inquiry, for the 72 signups to your workshop, to the $2,000 casket cover, like whatever the desire that your dopamine brain has, come back to the customer journey and remember that you're taking your next potential customer through this experience. The beautiful thing is, and one of my favorite things about this industry, about being a florist, is that every new day, you get to hit reset on your business. There's a whole new group of customers who's just about to find out about you. So it actually doesn't matter what you did yesterday, what worked three days ago, or what worked six months ago. If you want to provide a better customer experience, if you want to provide a better customer journey, you get to make changes to your business right now and today. It's such a beautiful thing about being a florist. So again, don't make this a big to do. Don't put this off until the end of the month. Don't wait until Friday to sit down and do this. Quite literally, just take 10 minutes. You could, even if you're in the shop and you've got a team, or if you're in the shop and you're by yourself and you've got a little bit of downtime, don't worry about sweeping the floor. I'll tell you it's fine. Just make sure that the water is mopped up and that there's no leaves 
on the ground, particularly lily leaves. Those are dangerous. But stop what you're doing. And if you have a team, do this as a group. It can be fun. The first thing is set a timer for 10 minutes. Pick up your phone, set a timer for 10 minutes. You can hit pause if a customer comes in or the phone rings. The first thing I want you to do is pick your customer. So your customer journey, the customer experience is going to be different if you're selling funeral flowers or if you're trying to book a workshop or if you're selling wedding packages or you're selling the all singing, all dancing wedding event and styling. First things first, you know who your dream customer is and you know what your dream offer is. So start there. I'm going to go through two very specific examples just to show you how different the end result gets to be. But don't feel like these are the only two answers. There are an infinite number of answers to this exam question. (laughs) But the most important thing is that you know who your dream customer is. So in the first instance, I'm going to pretend that I run a flower business in Tirana. And my dream customer actually lives overseas. For the purposes of specificity, I'm going to say Singapore. So my dream customer actually lives in Singapore and I do flower deliveries in Toronto. If I think about my dream customer and I go, okay, where are they going to go first? Google, TikTok, Instagram, somewhere else entirely. For me, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pick Google. I'm just going to do that first and see where that gets me. So I'm going to pretend that this is the sister lives in Singapore and she wants to deliver flowers to her sister in Toronto. She's going to jump on Google and she's going to type in Toronto florist. It's super helpful, even after you pick the platform. So we've picked the platform of Google, then to pick the specific terms that your customer is going to type in. Because what you can do next is actually open an incognito window in Google Chrome and type in Toronto florist. You'll then actually see, even then, there's still another decision to be made. Because you get to decide if your customer is going to be the type to click on the first ad that's listed. Or do they care more about the florist having an established maps location and Google reviews? Or is it that that customer is going to scroll down a little bit and they're going to be captured by a blog post that you've written about how to extend the shelf life of your flowers? Again, you know your dream customer. But even within that, this whole idea of just how many different ways we get to market our flower business. And yes, as digital marketing continues to grow, there are a thousand different opportunities available to us. By no means do you have to be in all of those places. But you get to decide, you get to draw a line in the sand and you get to say, okay, it might be that in your assumption of your ideal client, they are the person who's just going after the quick fix, get the job done, so they're going to click on the Google ad at the top of the listing. Or you might decide, you know what, no, she cares way more about social proof and endorsement and wanting to make sure that she can go with a trusted florist. So she is going to scroll down to the Google Maps listing. And it does matter that there are 25 Google reviews and that it is a four star and above experience. She might even go in and look at those Google reviews. And if somebody's left a one star experience, she is going to see how the business owner actually responded in that instance. Or 
you might decide, you know what? No, like my dream customer actually really cares about this whole world of caring for cut flowers and getting great value for money that they are going to scroll down to that blog post and they're going to click on the link that says how to extend the shelf life of your flowers, Toronto florist. It's so helpful because we have an abundance of choice in terms of digital marketing. When you go through this experience, even in this one experience, in this idea, now this person has clicked on either the Google ad, the Google Maps listing, or that blog post, then they land on your website. Then you can think about it from that perspective and going, okay, you know what? It's possible that they're going to be on their phone, which seems to be the rising trend in our business, for sure. We're almost at the point where it's 75% of our customers are on their phone on our website. So I'm going to make sure that that user experience and I get them from finding the product, checking out, paying in as few clicks as possible without it being a super clunky experience, knowing that they're going to be on their phone. Once you make a few assumptions in that journey, and even as I'm talking this through, that didn't even take 10 minutes. So don't take more than 10 minutes <laughs> doing this exercise. But you will see you need to make a couple of key decisions along this journey. But it's those decisions that bring you the clarity and bring you the focus in terms of where to focus your energy and effort when it comes to marketing your flower business. Because we've made the decision, our ideal client is going to be jumping on Google. Do you know what's awesome? It means that Instagram doesn't have to be a priority for you. It also means that TikTok doesn't even need to be on your radar. You are also allowed to decide that Facebook just isn't even part of the mix. And if you then bring into the mix this idea of thinking about there are so many different places that we could market our business offline, my good old days of panicking about advertising in the phone book, not required. <laughs> the pop-up that I did at the local farmer market, not a good idea. <laughs> it might be that you're contemplating doing a pop-up at a local cafe or restaurant, right? This idea of really thinking about when we're looking for exposure, thinking about where our ideal customers are hanging out. And this 10 minutes that you could spend thinking about your ideal customer's journey, that customer experience can save you thousands in terms of marketing dollars, but also days and days and days of effort that isn't really moving the needle in your business. So anytime you're at that point, right, anytime you're at that frustration point, of like, oh my God, my customers are so dumb. Why aren't they just buying the things that I want them to buy? Take a breath. Remember, your customers are perfect. Grab a pen and a piece of paper or open a Google Doc and go, you know what? Okay, my customers are perfect. I'm going to wipe the slate clean and I'm going to set the timer for 10 minutes. I'm going to make myself a cup of tea and I'm just going to start to go through this customer journey on paper so that I can see where the pivot points are, where the decision points are within my marketing plan. Because if we go back and we think about ideal customer in Singapore, okay, for me, I am forgetting anything that has to do with offline marketing. And I'm saying, okay, I'm going to prioritize online marketing. If she's going to jump on Google, 
that's what I'm going to prioritize. If she's going to really want to lean into Google reviews and testimonials, that's what I'm going to prioritize. And you can just start to build your marketing plan one step at a time. So that when that question comes up for you of like, I need to get more customers, I need to get good customers, I need to increase the awareness of my business, coming back to this customer journey gives you so much clarity and focus. You can do exactly the same thing and exactly the same exercise if you are doing a wedding fair or a bridal show. In fact, I highly recommend it because (laughs) there are so many ways that we can win the clients over so quickly just by thinking about what it's like to be in their shoes. Because the last bridal fair I did, I very intentionally went bright orange color palette. Because I learned early on, wow, look at all these other florists showing up with white and green or white and dried. (laughs) And I was like, how to stand out from the crowd? Let's add color. Knowing, okay, I am going to just go through my customer journey and really think about what's it like to be a client planning a wedding and the type of person who might come to this wedding show and how could I win them over early in the conversation. So we can do the same thing, whether you're at a bridal show or your priority is like winning the online marketing game for new wedding clients. So I'm going to assume that we're going to talk through like my dream wedding client. She's a little bit more sophisticated and savvy and she's not going for like the cheapest flowers. She still has in her head her own formula. She's not aware of it, but she does have her own formula in her head in terms of quote value for money, but she is not looking for Costco flowers. She's not looking for the cheapest. So my ideal customer is probably going to jump on Instagram. In your case, you could also assume that they're going to jump on TikTok because exactly the same platform strategy works. So if I think about my ideal wedding client, she's going to jump on Instagram and she's going to type in florist Victoria BC or Victoria florist. Because I know this, I have gone in and optimized my Instagram profile for that search term so that I can increase the likelihood that my profile will appear. And I am going to take that concept and go two steps further. The first one is including that search phrase in my captions, but also prioritizing the hashtags that are going to align with the hashtags that she might actually search for. So I know that my ideal customer is using Instagram as a search platform. So I'm optimizing my profile and my content to align with the search term that she's going to use. Then I know because she's searching Victoria Florist, Okay, so there's going to be multiple search results that appear when she types in that phrase. So then my next job is to make sure I can quickly and easily and visually separate myself from the other choices. I know for me, that means not continually posting more flower photos. Because if everybody else is posting flower photos, Kathleen's going to come in and just play a different game to capture my customer's attention. So I am going to go through and post reels. And the beautiful thing about posting reels is that you can update the cover photos anytime you want to. 
And your cover photo doesn't have to have a single thing to do <laughs> with the reel because nobody can actually see the two things in tandem because as soon as you click on the cover photo, then a reel appears. I will say they shouldn't be completely disjointed, but you could totally use a client testimonial as a reels cover photo, even if the reel itself isn't talking about that particular client's testimonial. So standing out from the crowd actually simply means playing a different marketing game. So I'm going to use my Reels cover images to include things like customer reviews, helpful tips, and photos of me making stuff. Then I'm also going to use the captions to help educate my customers. Most importantly, I know that I need to answer two questions and I need to be like a broken record answering these two questions. Because I know wedding clients have two questions at the very beginning of their customer journey. What will my budget get me? And how the heck does this whole wedding flower planning process work? And when I can go out on Instagram with that content, knowing, okay, my job is to get found. So optimize my profile for Victoria BC florist, and then present content that's going to separate me from the other choices in the area. All of a sudden, I then can assume that my customers can be like, oh my gosh, this florist totally gets my world. They get my struggle, they get my overwhelm, they get my, oh my gosh, I don't understand how this whole thing works. Oh my gosh, look at this person talking openly about pricing and how much an archway costs and how much that installation is and don't even worry about table arrangements and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I also know my client, your ideal client, is probably only going to flip through the first couple of reels. They're not going to go through your whole Instagram profile. Only other florists will do that. <laughs> so your customer, because they're like hungry for information. So it's like, yeah, they're going to explore a little bit of content on your Instagram profile. But because you've made it super clear in your profile, you've made it super obvious to them about what the next step is in the customer journey, your bio will say something like, click the link in our bio to work with us. That then links to a link in bio page where you give them kind of three to four button options, this little mini choose your own adventure. And those buttons could be things like helpful wedding planning tips, wedding inspiration and ideas, budget planner, seasonal availability, about us. Then they click on one of those. They are taken to either a specific page on your website or a specific section on a page on a website where you have clearly mapped out for them the journey what to expect, how this whole thing works. You celebrate the fact that you either have a blog post that talks about how much wedding flowers cost or you have an online budget calculator. And then through that customer journey, you give them a very clear call to action that says inquire today. That is the customer experience. And you can only get there when you put yourself in your customer's shoes and take this 10 minutes to sit down pen and paper blank Google Doc, and just map out for yourself, what does this experience look like for my customer? I promise you, this whole experience doesn't even need to be perfect. <laughs> it truly doesn't need to be an absolutely perfect customer experience, but it can be a considered one. And it's so helpful to put yourself in your customer's shoes, particularly when you're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, confused, slightly disheartened, so not sure how to tackle the digital marketing game, 
close your eyes, envision who that dream customer is, and then just make some hypothesis. Really think about and get specific in terms of the search terms that they might use and the platforms that they're gonna use. Because you could have also decided, I don't like Kathleen's ideal profile. I want to target the person who is searching for the lowest priced flowers. Or I want to attract customers who are working with wedding planners. Or I only want to build my business off of vendor referrals. Or some other magical combination. It's the beautiful thing about you running your business is that you get to decide who your dream customer is. And remember, when the confusion and the overwhelm sets in, sit down, do this exercise. We just did this this morning. And it's so helpful, so helpful to remember how quickly this one exercise can bring so much clarity and so much simplicity to what needs to happen. And I will tell you as an ex-corporate marketing person, (laughs) I would like take the oath. I will swear to you, we are trained as marketing professionals to try to convince other people that more is better. I promise you, like when I was working in advertising and we'd look at a media plan, the media plan was always better the more line items it had on it. It's like the more intricate and complicated the media plan, the more worthy it was. I have totally translated that into my own business and not in a good way. (laughs) So I swear to you, if you are listening to any other marketing expert on the planet, just pay attention, like have your radar up for the fact that they might be of the school where more is better. And I am officially a convert. When you run your own business, when you are a creative entrepreneur, don't believe it. (laughs) More marketing, more different marketing platforms doesn't necessarily equal better results. That became so clear to me when I sat down today and actually went through this customer journey. So again, please set the timer for 10 minutes. Don't overcomplicate it, but do this work. And please do this work. Take a photo of it. Tag me on Instagram because I'd love to see it. Love to talk to you about it. Okay, my friends, please drive safe. Eat your vegetables, drink your water, get some sleep. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.